Uh, it's time for the podcast. And you know what that means. A glass of vino, your favorite local beer, or of course, your favorite non-alcoholic bevy consumed ethically. So go on, indulge us. That's right. Leave us a review, share it with your mates, or sign up and just enjoy the no dickhead policy. Sparky Coach, energizing your business to say the least. Excuse me, sir. Is this El Clinico Magnifico? Ah, you saw our bus ad. Okay. No, I think we should probably go tropical with this thing. Uh-huh. Like sand from wall to wall. I know a great sand guy would get at a price. Yeah. It's the Miggity 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 Mac Daddy. The Miggity 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 Mac Daddy. It's Crowy here, coming to you live from Sparky Coach HQ headquarters, if you're that way inclined. We are talking business lessons today, and our lesson whatever i don't know what session this is gold jacket green jacket does anyone really care uh i got my coffee in hand and i'm ready to go i'm ready to fly high like the lighthouse family let that one sink in all you uh 84 babies out there or something not too dissimilar to that uh where were you when Williams album got released ask yourself that question the album of a lifetime what a blessing to generations and generations to come Thank you, Will Smith. We shall digress. Okay, that's enough about Will Smith, enough about business lessons or more about business lessons. This lesson here is going to change your business from the inside out. If you are on time, you're late. If you are on time, you are late. Now, it's that old bumper sticker situation, shoot for the moon, hit the stars. Shoot for seven o'clock consistently enough or insert your start time here. If you are working for Betty, the residential Lord, uh, you might start at eight because Betty's like, you can't come at seven because I'm cooking bacon and eggs for the kids. And, and you're there and you're like, Betty, I got to get on the island bench. And Betty's like, I'm cooking the eggs and the bacon. And the kids are like, mommy, mommy, mommy. And Betty's like, cooking the eggs, cooking the eggs. And the dad's like, I'm trying to get ready to go to work. And like, Betty, I got to get in the island bench. Do you want the switch here or over here? And Betty's like, I'm trying to cook the eggs. I'm trying to get eggs. Can you just come at eight o'clock, please? I don't know who I'm speaking to, but I'm speaking to someone. <laughs> we love our Bettys out there cooking bacon and eggs for the kids. Maybe you got to start at eight. I was always a seven o'clock start person. That offended some people. I don't care. Seven o'clock is the start time. We called seven to three an eight hour day, um, mainly because we just paid everyone for their lunch break. But um, you meant to get a paid 15 minute break in there anyway. So seven till three is an eight hour day is really seven till three fifteen. I just found it works so good for our staff culture. It meant everyone could be either with the kids at four or surfing at four or what do you want? What do you want to do at four? What do you want to do at four o'clock this afternoon? Golf, maybe you're that way inclined. Maybe you want to go swimming laps, looking at that black dotted line, like your Ian thought from 2001. I don't know. Anyway, all right, so uh, if you're on time, you're late. So if you're consistently shooting for the time and your staff members are consistently shooting for the time, you'll find that they're going to be late sometimes. And what I want to encourage you is set the bar high. 6.45 is the new seven. Have those, have those rules about like business. If you're on time, you're late. Aim for 6.40, 6.45, and sometimes you'll hit 7 o'clock. Keep shooting for the moon, sometimes hit the stars. There's nothing quite like being early. If you read any sort of Google review, no one's saying like, oh my gosh, Joey came around and the pendant lights worked. I flicked the switch and they turned on 
hooray for Joey. And we just love JK Electrical. He is the best person that's ever lived. My, my light works. No one says that crap, right? They usually say things like, they were on time. They tidied up after themselves. They patted the dog. They they talked to my baby. They they what whatever. They wiped the down lights down. They're usually talking about the one percenters. You've got to nail the one percenters in your business. If you're on time, you're late. You have to live by that philosophy. I remember. Um, I remember. Fire. I don't want to name names, but uh, but maybe I should. I remember driving past, and I was a bit late this day. I think we just had Phoenix, and anyone that's had a non-sleeping baby will know. Maybe you've been late to work a couple of times. Maybe you've just got to do what you've got to do on the home front uh, before you leave. And and as the big dog, as the big woof, woof, doggy, dog, dog, the snoop, doggy, dog, the big doggy, dog, as a big dog, who cares what you do? And that, let, let that sink in wherever you're listening to this. You're the boss. You don't know, you don't know anyone an explanation. Do you want to surf at 10 o'clock? Let me rephrase this. If you're on the tool still with less than four staff, you are in the thick of it. You are pushing hard and you are probably can't surf at 10 o'clock. But once you get that sort of six, eight, 10 staff members under your belt, you can do whatever you want. Like if, if you're set up properly, you're efficient as a business, uh, you can make some really good money and you can get some time back. And that's what we want. We want some dollar bill, y'all. And we want some time, y'all. That's why you start it. You didn't start it to be locked in an office until midnight submitting a quote you're not going to get to some new builder who went right back to you. It's not what you are, uh, not what you signed up for. So just a sideways comment that not every client you have is an ideal client. Not every person you're working for right now is someone that you would want to continue like going to work with or going to work for, let alone going for a beer for. If you're not going for a beer for them, you don't want to work with them. That's why we have a no dickhead policy at our Sparky Coach because we just, life's too short to work with absolute dickheads. Anyway, if you're on time, you're late. Now, this is a story that bears no relevance. I'm considering putting a new segment in and, um, hey, get in touch, greg at sparky.coach. If you've got a story, this is, I don't know, what are we going to call this segment? Um, Trady tra tra stories, right? So anyway, let me just set the scene for you. We've got, uh, or do I name him? Yeah, maybe, maybe his name's Matt. Maybe his name's not Matt. Maybe he's an ex-pro junior bodyboarder. Maybe he's not. Maybe he was on tension for doing a little spin in the Baza, a little 360 in the pit at the pipeline, the bonsai pipeline in Hawaii. Maybe, just maybe, the wave after that, he did a big air reverse at some beach south of Coldell on the south coast of New South Wales. I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe his name's Matt. Maybe it's not. Anyway, I want to... <laughs> Fire, this is good. I, I want to preface this by saying... Um, this was not under my company, but if it was, I would have had no chance but to probably laugh. And I don't even know who knows this story. And it's probably one of those ones that's a little bit embarrassing to tell your friends at 23. But as an almost 40-year-old next year, I'm telling everybody this stuff, right? Oh, man. Okay, okay, okay. Let me set the scene for you. Matt's a fresh tradie. Now, just cast your eyes back, cast your mind back, cast your ears back to when you were a first tradie. And chances are you thought you were the best thing since, since gluten-free bread. I am just the best thing ever. Oh, my gosh, my boss isn't paying me enough. I'm so good. I'm carrying the weight of this company. I'm carrying the weight of the world on my shoulders. As a matter of fact, I can do whatever I want. Like, you think you're so good. And I remember looking back at myself. This is like part ego which is not necessarily all a bad thing. But I remember when I first finished thinking I was like real good. And then, you know, five years on, you look back and you're like, 
wasn't I wasn't that good. <laughs> like it's like Vince Vaughn sitting there on the stairs, or like Owen Wilson in the wedding crashes when they're like, he gets a couple of young kids and like we're not that young anymore. <laughs> like it's just like you're not as good as you think you are at that point. And um, I think you hit peak straps at probably that like 30, 35 plus kind of mark when you're really acclimatized, you've really seen a lot, your communication skills are, are probably right up there. And then that's what you want to be. You want you, you just like knowledge is confidence and confidence is everything. And, and there's certain things you haven't seen as a, as a fresh face, 23 year old, couple of pimples on the chin, you know, certain things that as you get on in, in business, you, you would have seen. And, and that's not a stab at anyone who's younger. That's just saying, um, you know, cast your mind back. If you've got those tradies at 22, 23, and they're coming through your company, or you are that person, um, bit of humility goes a sort of long way, but also understanding the headspace and everything that, that they're in at that point in time is important. Anyway, uh, Matt turns up to this job and um, and he's, he's like, he's on time, right? So he's not late, he's on time, he's probably early. He's got a coffee in his hand, like any good tradie, sipping the large latte or sipping the filter coffee. I don't know what your coffee order is. Just look at yourself in the mirror and say, large flat white. Look at yourself in the mirror and say, it's a macchino. It's a Macca's coffee that I probably spilled on myself because I was driving too fast. Actually, this morning I left my coffee somewhere. I couldn't find it. Have you ever done that on site? Uh, I wasn't on site. I was at home. But I remember um, roughing in houses and just finding you know, your coffee on this obscure noggin in the second bedroom you can't remember walking into that morning going, oh, yeah, there it is. <laughs> it's still warm, baby. Anyway, uh, Matt, Matt gets to site. And uh, like any good coffee drinker, he's probably his body's probably in a rhythm. And it's the rhythm of pooing in the morning. And Matt is busting for a poo. And he turns up to this job's, this, this, what's a house? Someone's bought a house and no one's living in this house currently, right? So, so he's waiting for the owner and he's got a poo so badly. He goes in and he's like, he's trying to get in and the door's locked. So he goes around the back, the door's locked. And, and he's just like, goes back and sits in the car. And anyone, go with me here, anyone has had the poo real bad you know exactly what i'm talking about right this is trady stories this is a real story the people are real the cases are real the rulings are final judge judy style right anyway so, so matt's there he's got a poo and he's like you know when you start pacing he's like start pacing around and he's just like pacing he's probably sweating at that point actually sweat dripping from his from his head mum spaghetti kind of vibes right so he's like he's dripping with sweat and he's like i, I can't hold it and the client's late so the client's like it's 710. Now it's 715. Now it's 720. And Matt's like, I can't even, I can't hold it anymore. I can't do it anymore. I, I don't know what's happening. So anyway, client's late. Matt tries to call the client. No answer. Tries to call the client again. No answer. <laughs> then, right? Then this is what happens from here. Go with me here. He's, he, <laughs> he goes like, like, we're talking like, you know, brick pier house, timber frame. So like, like timber floor joists, bit of access under the house, not too much access. You're not going to walk around on there, but you're going to like bend your knees a lot and walk around in there. Right. So, so he, <laughs> he just looks under the house and he sees what can only be described as a gift from the trade gods. It's a bucket. There's one bucket under there and he looks around and he's like, I got to go. I got to go in this bucket. So he's down the side of a house, goes under the house, finds a bucket, <laughs> puts, assumes position, right? Puts the bucket where it's meant to be, uh, <laughs> relieves himself, right? 
into the bucket. He's probably feeling elation. This is a timber floorboard home and old, old floorboards and gaps in the floorboard. <laughs> then he, he hears a noise upstairs. The door opens and he hears walking. You know when you're under a house and you hear walking above your head? It's so close. You're like a foot away from these people and he's hearing this, hello, hello. The, <laughs> the client can see that Matt's car is out the front. Matt's car is obviously out the front and and where is he? Where, what's what's happening, right? So anyway, he said he's like trying to finish up. This is the, like, put yourself in this situation. This is a no toilet paper situation. So, so <laughs> I don't even know. Was there a rag from the car? Was it a rock? I don't even know how it happened. Did you just go the raw dog, pull your pants straight up? I'm not even sure. I've got to actually ask him that question. So anyway, he said, he said the client's walking around, he's trying to finish up. The client goes around, can sort of, and he kind of like, the client comes, walks down the side of the house, hears sort of something coming in, pokes his head right under the house. <laughs> Matt said he's like pants just up, looking disheveled, a bit sweaty. There's a bucket there. It's obviously smelling at this point, right? And, then, and the guy's like, "Morning," and Matt's like, "Good, good morning, good morning." It's <laughs> the most awkward transaction ever, right? If that's not bad enough, they kind of come out, and Matt's probably still like doing his fly up, doing his belt up, right? And he. <laughs> come out and they're walking through the house and you got to imagine this house like you know what it's like old timber floorboards lots of gaps in the floorboard max said he's walking around the clients like oh, i'd like a, a tv point here and some powerpoints here and change this pendant light over here bits and pieces matt said because of the gaps in the floorboards the house is like stinking out <laughs> smelling like some tradie poo keep in mind the poo there's no flush in a bucket the bucket just didn't get flushed there's still a poo in a bucket underneath the house, smelling the house out during the walk around with the client. If that's not the one of the best stories I've ever heard, I'm not even here. If you've got a story, please let me know. I want to introduce this as a new segment, but what a great story. Anyway, if you're on time, you're late. I did warn you that that story bore no relevance or no significance, and we're probably all dumber from having heard it, but what a great story. And shout out to the big dog, Maddie, for that one. <laughs> so good. Hey, when you got to go, you got to go, right? When you got to go, you got to go. All right. Another business lesson is uh, don't assume. So the first one was um, if you're on time, you're late. You've got to practice that. If you're on time, you're late. You've got to be on time. You've got to set the culture for your business and you've got to get your staff getting there on time. It's so important. Timing is so important. You probably don't understand this so you have kids, but um, the difference in 15 minutes, the difference in a tradie turning up at 8 o'clock or 8.15 is the difference in us getting out to school drop-off on time. Like you will actually stitch us up being 15 minutes late. Be on time. If you're on time, you're late. Drill that into your company and really set that culture. And it took me a long time to learn this. I don't even know if I share this as a business lesson, but um, it's your business and your culture. So, so, so sometimes it can feel like with a business, you're sort of watching it happen. And especially if you've emotionally removed yourself from the business, you can be like watching this thing happen going like, oh, I don't even want to be here. Like, I don't even know if anyone wants to be here. This, this business sucks. And, and it's what you got to do is you got to snap back to reality M&M style and just get involved and say, this is my business. This is my culture. When I first started, I wanted some, I wanted to do excellent work with excellent people. We're getting back to that and get back to that. And if you're working for some, um, this is really interesting to say, cause it's like, I guess I, like, if you're working with some dickhead clients, you might want to stop working with them. Now, before you go and tell me that they're a dickhead client, ask yourself first, are you a dickhead? 
because sometimes everyone thinks their clients very difficult and very hard to deal with and very disorganized when in fact it's them. And sometimes people get so busy and so in that hamster wheel, in that like, in that manic state that a gentle breeze poses a problem. They start blaming things on clients and, and they start taking things out on staff and clients when really they're just too busy. So really watch yourself before you start canning everyone and cancelling everyone, right? You might want to basically check yourself. But let's face it, there are just some people that aren't ideal for yourself and your business and you might have to make those hard calls. So it's your business, it's your culture. Set the set the one percenters up and the one of the one percenters, one of the great one percenters that you can do in your business is implement if you're on time, you're late, preach that at every single staff meeting toolbox meeting get it tattooed on your lower back get it tattooed on your forehead get it tattooed on your neck underneath the barcode you've already got if you're on time you're late all right the next one is here don't assume don't assume the builder that built our house had this sign up and it said something so simple yet so profound and that sign said really simply there are no mind readers here there are no mind readers here. People don't know what you know. People don't know what you expect unless you actually let them know. So sometimes people can be letting us down when we haven't even actually communicated what we wanted. So it's like, <laughs> just say what you mean, mean what you say, don't say it mean. Say what you mean and mean what you say and don't say it mean. If you're going to put anything through your mouth, say what you mean mean what you say, don't say it mean. And make sure that you, before people, um, before people, like as you get staff, you understand think people do things sort of different ways. And, and reference my mother-in-law, shout out to Ev. We love Ev. She's come up here for a couple of weeks holidaying with us. And, um, and she did this, she was unpacking the dishwasher this morning and, uh, and she pulled the, like, what do you call it? The knife bucket, the cutlery bucket up on the bench and unpacked it. And I was like, that's heaps better than what I've been doing. <laughs> like, like that's, I've been actually unpacking it like a pleb, bending over using using my back muscles, right, and and getting here. I could have just lifted it up and done it for me. That's heaps better idea. Awesome. Some people are going to come into your company and you're and you're going to be like, whoa, that's heaps better than what we we're doing. We we never used to tape the cables to the brackets before they sheeted. We never used to get the jib rocket to punch the cables out. We never used to. One thing for us, this is random. You used to see when I first started, we would um, say you got a downlight loop. We, we would like tape it twice because oh, it's got to be super neat. But it's if you've taped it twice, it's a waste of time. And then when they throw the loop back in the ceiling, you, you just you make it harder for yourself to get the loop. So just clip it like real solidly where the light's going to go or close enough to where the light's going to go and just leave it leave it raw dog hanging down. Saves your time. Yeah, it doesn't look as neat as the tape. The tape's a waste of time. Let it go. doesn't have to be perfect. Another thing when PowerPoints come out, um, I was a big believer on taping them two or three times, right? Massive believer, tape it two times, tape it three times and make sure they're all tied together and all rocking out there. All right. So that's, but some people are going to come into your business and they're going to be like, um, they're going to show you things and then, okay, just don't want to stab my mother-in-law. We love Ev, but, um, she's like, I finished the dishes and I look, and if you know me, my idea of finishing the dishes is, uh, Obviously, everything's away. All the benches are wiped down and the floor's swept. Like the kitchen's finished now. I'm a bit of a like, I will not go to bed until the kitchen is absolutely finished because I don't want to wake up the next morning in a mess. In in a life tomorrow presents its own issues without making it harder. Anyway, so so <laughs> it's like, oh yeah, I've done the kitchen. I was like, oh my gosh, thanks so much. Come up here. There's like 
chopping boards like piled into the sink. There's like this ungodly stack of dishes on the side and 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 the bench isn't wiped down and and then there's like the sink hasn't been wiped out. There's still like elements of of dinner in there. And I'm just like, this is definitely not finished. Did I communicate that to Evelyn? No. Did I say what I mean? Mean what I say? Don't say it. Mean no. Because if I had said something, it would have been a little bit mean. So I didn't say it, right? But I was like, yeah, cool, 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 sweet. So I just proceeded to do my thing. And let's just some people come into your business and they do things a little bit different. They do things how they used to do it or how they thought it's meant to be done. And they've left dishes everywhere. And I like, finished. And you're like, no, 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 that's not finished. That's not finished. That's not finished. But it's not finished. It's finished when there's nothing else to do on site. It's finished when the ventilation grills are, are put in and all the timbers are in for all the timbers. Like it's finished when everything external pops out of timber. So, so or, or it's cladded and everything's poked out. So no one has to think upon fit off. That's when it's finished. It's not finished till it's finished. What you've got to do is lay up with you what is actually finished. When is it finished? Like when is it finished? Do your staff members know what's required for them to do a job that is appropriate and good enough for you? Don't assume they know what you know. Don't assume they're going to do it to the extent you're going to do it. This is where systems and processes come into it. Now, systems and processes uh, sound like a dirty word. We say that. Ego is not a dirty word. Systems and process, not a dirty word. And everyone's like, oh, can you just give me a system and process? Okay, we provide them at Sparky Coach, roughing documents, fit off documents, all that kind of stuff. We've got that on lock, right? all good no stress but like that's what a system and process is it's very simply and very easily going here's the scope of works here's what's got a here's the checklist before you leave site has this been done this been completed that's going to take you seven to ten minutes you can do that in your job management system very easily but do your staff members know what's required to do an excellent job do your staff members know what you want have you communicated to it or communicated that to them or are you getting frustrated at them for doing what you haven't told them and they're a bit confused dazed and confused going like I'm not too sure what he wants. And you're like, this is good enough. And when that's good enough, and that's where a process reigns supreme because if you're chopping and changing what's good enough, if you've got one builder that you work for that, yeah, do it this way. And you've got another client you work for and you're like, oh, near enough's good enough on this side. Like you've got to have standards. And when everyone knows the standard, everyone can, can everyone can perform. So don't assume this is where toolbox meetings are so important. This is where you've got to get in front of your staff members and, and don't assume they know what you want. Lay it out. Hey guys, this week we're focusing on this. Hey, I've noticed last week this happened. We're going to focus on this. It's your business. It's your culture. It's your time to step up. It's your time to rise up. It's your time to be the leader you want to be. It's your time to be the person you want to be. It's your time to grab your business by the horns by the balls it's a metaphor right it's your time to grab the business by the horns and take ownership of it and be like this is what i want this is clearly what is a good job this is what we're not going to do this is how we're going to straighten this out hey when you turn up at 7 15 i would like that to be seven o'clock is that okay we're going to give performance reviews we're going to lay out the vision for the company we're going to lay out the vision for the people we're going to be saying like hey i see you here but I want to see you up here. Hey, your pay rise is going to come with this level of expectation. Hey, I noticed you're, you're coming into your fourth year. What I'd like to see by the time you're a tradie, I'd like to see you being this, this, and this. Are you feeling confident to be charged like a tradie? What do you need help in to be act to act like a tradie? You're not acting like a tradie at the moment. Can you help your business? Can you help your people be the best person they can be? Not everyone's going to be excellent in your company, but can you make an average person good? Can you make a good person great? And can you make a great person excellent? That's going to be your hallmark. That's going to be your legacy. That's going to be where you spend your time. You're a leader of people. And, and that's, where you need, that's how you need to act. You need to look at yourself in the mirror and say, I'm the big doggy dog, the Snoop doggy dog, woof, woof. Right, so two lessons today. 
If you're on time, you're late. And don't assume anything. When you assume, you make an ass out of you and me. Peace.